Imagine working for the person you went to school with that you absolutely hated most in your entire life. Yeah. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. Not really. He's a good guy. Yeah. 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 Now, well, what I thought was funny was there was no mercy on the fucking go kart track. I was no. like, everybody's slamming the boss, dude. No, he don't. Yeah, because he don't give a fuck. Best thing of the night is he would have been riding with us, going around that fucking. Tr or if he drove home with us, we'd wreck. Yeah, he'd somebody put a, be he'd hit. Put a car into it. Jimmy, he's he's overly competitive and takes the fun out of stuff sometimes. <laughs> no, it, it puts the fun. That's fun. Well, it's fun until one of us gets hurt or dies. Nobody's died yet. Hey, whatever. Yeah, don't put that on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I noticed the first day I came in here, there's no sign that says, you know, how many days since an accident. So. Oh, over here? Yeah. Yeah, no, we leave that in the bath department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody else, party at your own risk, but we don't care. So. All right, Craig, last chance. Last speak, chance. Your, speak your piece. Or hold it forever. I did. I just spoke my piece. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you? How long have y'all been here? Uh, four years. Is that right? Has it been four? Yeah, four years. Four years in May. Were you like a pair? No. Package deal? No, man. I was here first. Yeah. Yeah. Got two years on me. That's cool. I did one from a bike night last last summer. And it got like CJ Barham and a couple of those motherfuckers on there. Yeah. And yeah. It was a good time. What's the next next one's in March, right? May. May. We'll do a race weekend again. Okay. Wow, that's a ways away. Fuck. Well, I'm hoping I can get somebody to talk smack. You guys you guys left me with a whole lot of I mean He's gonna call some pussy We're not talking shit to Are we supposed to talk shit? Well, yeah, because it's going to be like, if you don't talk shit, you're a I mean, I was hoping for like, I was like, you know, figure hell on earth would be a good answer. Yeah. Uh, you know, underwhelming. Imagine being constipated every day of your entire life. That's a good, yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see what other people have. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I bet you Casey can talk some smack. We'll see. <laughs> Casey ended up saying something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to get at least one person fired here. Yeah. yeah. Yo. What's up? I'm doing a podcast I with that Jimmy. Was a taser. Yeah, dude. What's up? I want to get I want to get an honest answer as to what it's like working here. Oh, I'm the wrong guy, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, you recording right now? Um speak into it. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I've... Yeah, I was I've, hoping people would be sarcastic and talk smack. No, I, I really can't. Yeah. I mean, like, I can I can be, a, like, a liar and be like, oh, it sucks, you know, if we're under crazy pressure. But, like, when you build a good product, I mean, fuck, you're going to be behind. You're going to be behind. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, Jimmy gets mad when you call him boss. He threatened to fire me for calling him boss. Yeah. So, uh... Billy's cool people. I've learned a lot here. I've learned probably more here in a year and a half than I have in probably five years of fab, fab experience. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, they're lenient when it comes to my kids. We build a good product that, I mean, I like building and that I believe in. So 
I enjoy it. Yeah, man. Sweet. I'm gonna see what Nakota has to say. Yeah. trying to like prod Jimmy into doing the, doing the podcast, okay. right? Yeah. So I'm going to ask a handful of y'all what it's like working here. And I'm not, not going to tell him what you say. You know? <laughs> so be honest. For sure, dude. Yeah. I love it. I fucking love it. Hard yeah. work, but good work. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Jimmy's awesome. Floor is awesome. I don't, how long you been here? I don't know that I ever asked you that. Since officially, so he had me working here in May, so officially I've been here since June. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, when I talked to him, one of the questions I was gonna ask is, how do you know the difference between a company and a cult? How do you know? When people start getting the logo tattooed on their body. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Like, like, I think that's the line. I'm hit. If, if there is a line, that's the line. Damn, we got. So you're fully in a cult. I'm yeah. in a cult, Kyle, and Jimmy's got one. Yeah. Well, he's allowed. It's his company. That's but. very true. <laughs> We're a part of it, though. If you ever get fired, you're gonna have to get that, like. Yeah, tattoo removed. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got to keep it buttery though, from the sponsorship yeah. and everything. Yeah, Friendship, dude. sponsorship. Well, it probably gives you like at least an extra strike or two. I would in terms think. Of, you're yeah. not gonna get fired that <laughs> yeah. easy. It's publicity. Like, it's marketing. He would feel really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like dude, you paid for that. Man. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Oh yeah. I wish I was at that party, but I don't know that I would have gotten one though. Daytona last year, so what? Wasn't really a party. Yeah, it was just like an idea, and we're like. Yeah, well, I was hoping people were going to talk smack. Nobody's talking smack. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah. Who's I mean, been here the longest? I mean, we can talk Billy. shit. Billy's Billy probably been here. Billy and Tori in the fab shop have been here the longest. Yeah. We'll bug Tori. All right. We'll get her to see what she says. All right. Uh, Chill. Appreciate it, man. I'm sure, dude. Love it. I'm doing, I'm doing a podcast with Jimmy. Yeah. I'm asking everybody how, how they feel about working here. Well, it doesn't feel like work, so I mean... That's is not... It, is it even nobody's, nobody's saying anything negative. It's bullshit. <laughs> is it bullshit, though? <laughs> no, no. I just want to tell Jimmy everybody was talking smack about him, though. You know? I feel like this place is a prison. It's hell on earth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, it well, I've been feel playing, like, like, undercover podcaster for the last month, you know? Oh, really? I don't even know. Have I been here? I've been here, like, two months now. But yeah. Usually, I don't work in the winter. And this winter went by super, super fast like, yeah. because of this job. So. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, last good, I guess. So you've been here how long? Uh, Sounds like you're part of. Years. Is that all? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, uh, I'm hoping I might be able to egg him on here today. We'll see. But, yeah. <laughs> you might be able to. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. So what do you do for your podcast? Kind of whatever. Like yeah. I did one from Bike Night uh, last summer. Oh no shit! And I got some of the stunt riders and some of the. Yeah, I got Jimmy on for like five minutes. Yeah. Just I was with a buddy, so we kind of wandered around and yeah. talked to some crazy motherfuckers. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if you saw a T-shirt that was funny, we'd like go get whoever had it on. Yeah. I forget. You know, whatever. Yeah. There were all kinds of characters. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Bike night is great for people watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish it was coming up sooner. That's still like three months away. May. Yeah. Yeah. End of May. Yeah. I sold my bike. I got to go get another one. Though. What'd you have? Little uh, TW200 Yamaha. Oh, okay. It's a dirt bike. Yeah. You know, dual, dual sport. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm looking at a KLR. I used to have a KLR and I liked it. But yeah. 
I can't afford fucking Harleys. Too, too much money. They are Seriously. expensive. Parts are expensive. The shirts are expensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything with Harley on it is expensive. Right. If you look right. at it, it's 20 bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no shit. I took the riding course there, and that was like, uh, it wasn't cheap. No, I yeah. took mine last summer, and it was yeah. like 200 some odd bucks. Yeah, that's something. You got like a t shirt and a hat at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your license, I guess. Right, but. right. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I want to you know. I'm sure Jimmy wants you working your ass off, oh. right? Slave driver. Yeah. So, oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. Uh -huh. So I'm going around and asking everybody what it's actually like working here. Like, honest answer. No bullshit. Yeah. How long have you been working here, first of all? Uh, well, shit. Me and Jimmy started building this exhaust out in his garage. You're the OG. Yeah. I figured you might be. So we, uh... We started, I don't know, probably like 2016, 2017. Yeah. Um, just building them out in his race shop. And then he wanted to, he did, they were doing the throttle bodies and fuel injection and all that stuff. And he's like, I mean, we'd known each other since racing. and Like sprint cars? Mm hmm Yeah. And uh, I don't know, he came and he's like, I think I, I know a guy that can build exhausts and shit, you know, so... He, he was like, you want to build exhaust for my Dyna? And I'm like, well, we can get something figured out because we'd sit and watch Supercross and drink beers and shit anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, fuck, we just sat there and and figured out one for his Dyna. And he'd already had his Dyna room over there. And he'd run it. And he's like, man, this thing fucking sounds good. And it runs good. And then, so, I was still working at Howerton's at the time. And we'd build, like five on a weekend you know and it was just me and him out in the shop he'd help me cut and grind and press shit and fucking hand scotch bright everything like how long how long were those like first kits to put together uh we'd do it in a weekend so we'd build like five sets in a weekend like long days I mean, oh yeah I'd, yeah I'd usually we'd cru I'd cruise out there probably like a friday night and we'd, we'd start getting and, better and better gear along the and way we and we would yeah we yeah. uh when we moved into this building, uh, we started getting, but we had like a little 10 inch sander at the time, bandsaw and die grinder and shit. And yeah. we were just kind of building them by hand and it was, we didn't know if it was going to take off then or not, but after we built those first, first few, and then it was like five, and then he was selling those five relatively quickly. And then we were trying to build 10 on a weekend and then it turned into a full-time job. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> No shit. So, so do you know exactly how many go out a year now? Like, no idea. A year. We're right now. We're getting, right now, we're getting about twenty out a week. Okay. We're trying to push for a little more, but so we about got, fifty-two. That's you'd have know. to you'd have to do the math. You know, I'm not good at math, but <laughs> uh, it's like so a thousand. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Not I bad. It might be two grand or something. Yeah. Thousand. Nah, not yeah, that many. Not I, I know. Quite. I know Jimmy would be happy with two thousand, just based on the amount of shit that yeah. I see flowing. But yeah, yeah. But it's cool, man. Yeah. For for the amount of people we have working here, and for the amount of stuff we're getting done, we're we're getting better at it. Yeah, it's only what ten ten folks. Uh, in, in the shop. Yeah, there's there's Tori, Bowie, me. Uh, you're helping us right now. Uh, Nakota, Casey, 
and Davey and Dylan, so there's eight of us. Eight in the fab shop, two, uh, two wrenching. Yeah, Craig and, uh, geez, Craig and Andrew wrenching, and then Kyle and Ryan, yeah. you know, so there's, there's a few of us here in the shop, but fab shop's taking up a lot of, a lot of employee fucking on the books time, but. Yeah, well, there's no way around that really, huh? No. It's just labor, you gotta have it's, it. It's hours. Yep. So it, it it takes so many hours to build one. It's just the way we do it. It's not. It's hard, and I can't say it's hard to mass produce. But each one of these is kind of like a custom pipe. Right. Totally so, hand built. Yeah. Yeah. So right. it. I mean, every piece is touched a couple times. Whether yep. it's you know cutting it and building it, whether it's welding it, whether it's sanding it, everything's been touched multiple times. So. It's some days it's a headache and some days it's a joy, but the list we some days we feel like we put a dent in the list and then we look at it and we're like we did did we get anything done? But I mean I know I see stuff leaving I see stuff I see Tori taking headers to the front all the time so yeah. stuff's leaving it just not as not as fast as probably some customers want but once they get it and they got that big smile on their face they're they're impressed with our work so. Yeah. Uh, it seems it's, like a lot of the customers have like mad loyalty. Wear the shirts, like you know, post to show it, social media, yeah, and all that it's, shit. So we got uh, we got a great base of customers. Like they, and once they kind of get our stuff, whether it's our throttle bodies and our air cleaners, and technically all the work we do around here, the manifolds, the throttle bodies, the all that stuff is on its own kind of level. And then so. When me and Jimmy talked about doing the exhaust stuff, we wanted it to be its own level. So no matter what you get, even if you're wearing that HPI t-shirt, it's top you know, tier. it's quality. It's yeah. quality shit. I need to get a couple shirts, <laughs> man. I'm sorely out of Well, you know, hell yeah. You've yeah. worked here long enough. You right? need to start sporting some I of that shit. I got to give Jimmy a hard time, hey. man. I got to rep. I got I to wear but that shit around town. But if you're going to be out there in the sun and, and most of our black t-shirts, it's going to get a little hot. A little toasty. <laughs> Toasty. That's all right. You might have to cut the sleeves off. I said the first day I was in here, I was like, I ain't got enough black in my Wait. fucking closet, dude. <laughs> there's there's a, really a, about every... Well, it keeps you from looking so dirty, too. That's true. When you're back here in the yeah, fab shop, when you're yeah. grinding all day. That's, well, hell, my apron's living pretty. Yeah, I go home, I pat uh, the dust off, fucking wipe it out of my eyes. Hell, before you leave the fab shop, blow yourself off That's the right. hose. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, well, I appreciate it, man. I won't hold you up. No but, problem. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. What's up? You know, I was just asking your people what they think about working here. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you were asking them? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that thing? Okay. Yeah, I put this thing in your face once before. Yeah, so yeah. I, just, I figured I'd see if you had a minute or not. Yeah, I got a minute. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Where do you want to do it? I don't know. You Come said on back it. here. I'm working. Cool. Yeah. You, you ask people. That's funny. <laughs> I was like hoping people were going to talk smack and nobody fucking nobody did. did. Right. Yeah. Pussies. <laughs> that's right. That's what uh, Andy literally said to me. Say, yeah, that's what I said. Yes, yes, yeah. I guess uh, I didn't realize Billy had been around since the very beginning. Um, yeah, since we moved over here, yeah, 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 yep, yep. He, um, he, uh, that was kind of how the move over here kind of started. Was Mm he, we were doing them in the garage, in my garage, in my house, and he, we were. We shouldn't have, like, we started making them because we thought they were cool, and people started buying them, we were still just making them at night, you mm-hmm. know? And then he, um, 
one night it was really hot out there and we, I didn't have air conditioning, you know? Because I hate air conditioning. I hate it. Yeah. I hate I'm, working in it. I'm kind of with you. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like I, it at all. Going into the hardware store on a hot day, I like get queasy. Yeah, it pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. So we were like bickering back and forth. And, you know, when you polish these things, you got to keep cleaning you weld them. Mm-hmm. Well, he was welding a can and he got like his sweaty arm print on it and he gave it to me. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, what, what is this, dude? Yeah. He's like, well, it's 100 degrees in here. And we're like yelling at each other. It's midnight, you know? Yeah. So we just left. And um, we because we were going to get in a fist fight. <laughs> so he leaves. And like uh, the next day, he come down to the shop and we were across the street. And, and then he's like, what are we going to do? I said, listen, we either need to do this or not do this. Like we're either going to get going and, and really grind and really yeah. and, and, and give this a shot or we're going to we just quit doing it. And he's like, all right. And he left. And then he calls me at whatever, 5.15 after he leaves work. He's like, hey, I just quit. I'm like, you, what? Because I just put in my two weeks. That was it. You're like, oh, shit. I'm like, okay. So fine. All right. So cool. And I was I was haggling back and forth because we were out of room across the street. So I was haggling back and forth with the people that had this building. And that's, you know. Then I was like, all right, well. We're so doing you were now. in one of the buildings right over there? Right across the street. Yeah. yeah. We had like. 2,500 square feet over there. Nothing. And just just you and... Me and Laura and Andrew. Andrew was there for about, uh, maybe about a year okay. while we were over there. And then uh, we hired Kyle um, about six months before we moved. It was pretty packed, right? With four of us in there, we were like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I got a 1,000 square feet, and it's too small for one person. Right. <laughs> so we were packed, yeah. and we had like eight bikes in there at one time, and then we had 12... And then there was 14, and Andrew's like, dude, what are we doing? You know. Mm-hmm. So then we had no choice. And then, and then we started, the pipe thing got popular, and then when Billy was like, hey, we're going to do this, we just had we had to make a move. So when we came over here, his was the first toolbox we moved in here yeah. in the fab area, and that was, that was it. What year then. are we talking? I mean, I guess, when did you start to begin with? Um, This deal started in, technically HPI started in 2002, and we opened up here... In 2012, me and Laura. Um, it was 2012, yeah. And then we hired Andrew in, when was that? 17? 17. So 2012, we had moved here. It was just me and, me and Laura. Um, and all we did was just uh, throw on a body assembly and shipping and air cleaners and stuff like that Yeah. Um, for a while. And then, uh, and then it got... I mean that was that was the good old days, right? It was kind of simple. It was easy. Yeah. It wasn't a lot going on, you know. I mean, it was. We've always been kind of had our own corner of the market with the throttle stuff. We were the first people to make them, and then a lot of other people started to make them, and then it, and then the economy kind of took a shit and it weaned everybody out. Everybody kind of went back to like what they were really into, you know, mm-hmm. and and that, that's what we did, you know. So we we just kept doing that. Um, and so then after that we were kind of like on our own island really and and it was it was good for a while i thought when we when we moved from pa my mom was doing a lot of machining for other companies we were out of room and she was kind of like over it you know she's like you this stuff needs to go um then we got here it, it was maintained for a while and then we hired andrew i thought you know andrew was like he's He's like one of the best human beings I've ever met, right, Andrew? Yeah. And um, I, he, he worked at the Harley shop. He was the parts manager. And I would be like, you know, he would 
come deliver the parts I would order on a Thursday on his day off. I'm like, what are you doing, you know? And Laura's like, I really like him. I think we should hire him. I'm like, he's never going to leave the Harley shop, parts manager, to come work with me and you. And then we offered him a job, and he took it. And I thought, okay, this would help us, right? Help us get caught up. And it just somehow, it was like the opposite effect. It kind of just put someone else there for us to do more stuff. And, you know, and he kind of knew some people in town, and I got some people there, and he could do more bike work than, than what I was able to do by myself. And then it just kind of snowballed, and it got, like, I joke with Andrew all the time, I hired him for us to, you know, catch up and be a little bit more simpler, and it, it, it exploded, you know. Yeah. And then it just kept going and going and going, you know, and now we're here. The but, train, the train keeps moving, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a, it, a lot of it was the, the throttle by stuff's always, like I said, it's always been its own thing. Like, we, we've kind of not own the whole market there's been competition but what we have done the whole time is just make like the nicest um best performing unit we know how to make Mm -hmm. we didn't really give a shit what anyone else was doing we kind of just did our own thing and just stayed on it stayed on it stayed on it Mm -hmm. and when the exhaust thing happened it kind of blew you know because exhausts are more of a popular more accessible i wouldn't say accessible part but that's the thing you change first, right? Everybody puts an air cleaner and exhaust on their bike. Mm-hmm. Well, then when the exhaust got popular, um, lots of people were like, holy shit, I didn't even know what HPI was. I didn't even know you guys made throttle bodies. So it kind of helped everything out, and that's when it kind of just started to explode, you know? And there's not, I mean, I imagine there's not a whole lot of things you can do to get more power, right? Aside from what? Just open yeah, I mean, the, 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 and... the thing about, um, the thing that's been good for us is that for the longest time, you know, you do a big bore kit and you put big cylinders in a big cam and are ported heads, you know. Sure. All those people that port the heads and do performance kits and stuff, they always recommend HPI throttle bodies. And they may, they may have, they may be direct competitors of each other, but everybody still uses HPI. Mm. Um, and it's like, you know, we, we have a lot of equipment. We could do all that kind of work, but we never really wanted to get into doing cylinder heads and all that stuff because the people that push our product is that's what they do and they do it really well so there's no reason to you know they're to step you know, they're the people that push our product they yeah. go yo our 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 engine kit our big bore kit with our heads and cams and cylinders makes this power but with an hpi pipe or hpi throttle body yeah. so we were we were like well we might as well just you know you got your own yeah, sales force yeah, that yeah. you don't even have to pay and, and no yeah. so then yeah. we just we just concentrate on making stuff that worked with them and we've always been like very supportive of the industry as far as like port sizes go you know we offer a bunch of different sizes and shapes and shit like that that you know like for everyone the ports heads we have like a port size for them and and it makes it so when a guy's like hey i have a set of branch you know keith heads that are uh 1-800 we have that or i've got a set of wfo larry heads and they're 1.710 we have that intake manifold size so we just tried to accommodate to what everybody else was doing yeah without stepping on their toes you know right what I mean? right right well, I've got a couple listeners I know for sure that ride Harleys, uh, and I bet you they've heard of HPI by now. Yeah. Like, whether or not through me, um, but <clears throat> yeah, I kind of figured if I was going to have a job this winter, I'd rather work someplace that didn't fucking suck. Right. And uh, right. I, you know, told you about how I didn't care for the stagehand thing. It was okay or whatever, but working on a place or working in a place that puts out actual quality, like. I got annoyed with just the lack of fucking hustle from the stagehand. You know, I'm like working twice as hard. Right. Just by default. Like, I can't slow down. I, right. You know, whatever. 
Um, it's not my style to half-ass it, but I don't know. It's been a good job. I know uh, I'm not going to be here too much longer, but I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, no, it's been it. it like we're all. It, it's funny because a lot of we've become really popular in the industry as far as like attention, um, mm-hmm. and it's uh, we're not really anything other than a bunch of dirtbag motorheads, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. none of us from the top to the bottom. When my mom started this, she never really wanted to own a machine shop. You know, her brothers had a machine shop and it ended up, you know, she ended up working there and taking it over or whatever you want to call it. And, and it turned into like, you know, my uncle started making throttle bodies and then the thing kind of snowballed and, and everybody that was there, my mom's first employee was Eric and Eric's still there. And he's, I mean, he's one of the, by far one of the, probably the best machinists in the country is self-taught mm-hmm. on everything on engineering and shit. And the thing about that is none of us are really, Eric, Eric's a guy that don't, you know, he don't have no ego. Like, he just makes, you know, he makes rad shit. Mm-hmm. And so when we come up with an idea, um, from the beginning of the concept of the part to the end of the production, it's all done in-house. Like, when we have an idea for something, we've drawn it and then engineered it from the get-go. And pretty much, he draws it on SolidWorks. We make our own molds. We machine prototypes. We 3D print them, we go into first production, and pretty much no one knows what it is until it comes out to the market. And we're just like, you know, we just like making cool shit. It's not like, we never gave a fuck about whether it was cool or not. We just make like the best product we can possibly make, the the best way we can, the most precise piece we can. And if you think it's rad and you buy it, awesome, you know? Mm -hmm. And the throttle body thing, that's kind of our mentality since the get-go, and it's been like that with the throttle bikes, but the throttle bike thing we had, we kind of invented the market because we were the first people to make it. So we kind of dictated the price, and we dictated what you used, and, and there was other competition in that in that industry, but we always made it super simple. Like, you've got OEM bolt pattern and electronics and injectors, like, easy to bolt, easy on. To bolt on. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else made throttle bikes, they were like, we got our own bolt pattern and they would like try to upsell people and you need to buy our air cleaner and people like, well, I already bought a $400 air cleaner that matches my wheels. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. And HPI just bolts right on there. So that's kind of how that went. And we, as we've progressed, like I said, we've been in in business 20 years. We've never really, and everybody's like, holy shit, what's the special sauce? We don't really have no, we just like working, right? Yeah. We just get up in the morning, we come to work, we do like quality stuff if we can. Right. And if you buy it, we're super pumped. Yeah. If you don't, you know, I can buy something else, you know. I kind of I kind of feel that with, you know, it's like people make a big deal sometimes. I always feel like the boxes I build aren't that magnificent. They're just clean and, right. you know, straight and square. And, purpose-built. You yeah. know, level and purpose-built. And, you know, it's like fu- uh, fashion follows function kind of thing. Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I didn't realize so that all the throttle bodies get made up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. My mom's machine shop makes all those. They make uh, the throttle bodies and the manifolds and the air cleaners and stuff, and they ship all the stuff here, and then we assemble it and put it yeah. together and do all the electronic swap and all the stuff and then send it out. What's well, funny, I didn't realize, like, at all uh, that you were from Erie till what, yes, two days ago? Yeah, yesterday. Two days ago, yeah. And uh, that's a trip. I, you know, for the listener, that's where my mom comes from. Right. And, uh, it's just weird. I can like picture at least certain areas of Erie and uh, have like early childhood memories of playing out in the woods out there and shit. Right. So uh, it's it, it was a good, it was a yeah. good place to grow up. I, I 
I joked that, you know, we were way out in the, not way out in the sticks, but we, like, when I moved to Indy to be a race car driver, is what I, what I did, mm -hmm. um, I had never had Mexican food, like, like, I never, I didn't even know, I thought yeah. Taco Bell was Mexican, I didn't even know what that meant, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. and I never, we never really went out to dinner, or, it wasn't a thing. Like, I, I don't know. I grew up very simple. There's not much you know? going on in There's not much going on in Erie County. Like, our best food places are bars. Yeah. You know, like, that's a whole culture in itself up there. The bar food up there is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like, it just smashes shit. Yeah. It's here, you know. Never got a chance to try that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. you know. And that's the thing about PA. You can go into bars as a kid now. Can you? Yeah, if you go with your parents, you just go in there and eat. Sure. And that's, what, that's why I think the bars are... Food there is the best, is because it's more of a like a lot of that is just people trying to go there for good dinner, family dinner, not, not yeah. so much just getting hammered. Right, you know, right, so. right. That's Which, cool. It's good in itself, but your mom sounds like a badass. Is that she's cool? Yeah, she's <laughs> cool. She was a she was a school teacher. Um, that's who she went to college for. She was an elementary school teacher, mm -hmm. and then um, she she this is not the reason why, but she jokes that. She had me as a, she was a, a substitute teacher one time in fifth grade. She had to kick me out of class because I was being an You'd idiot. you a little shithead. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she got home and she was just devastated because I, I was being, I was terrible, right? And I, and I was kind of a bad kid, but she, she joked that that's not what she wanted to do. So she ended up starting a daycare that was at her house. And she had that for a long time. And it was really cool because it, um... She had a lot of kids go through there, and, and the machine shop that my uncles ran started in our garage. It was hooked to our house, and when they left, she made that a daycare and ran that for a long time. And uh, it was a cool way to, to grow up because there was always kids and always stuff going on, you know, at the house all the time. Yeah. And then um, and then she started working at the at the shop. She she started the shop in two thousand one, and uh, she did the daycare for a little while with it, and then realized she couldn't, so she shut the daycare down. And owned a machine shop, and she never really wanted to own a machine shop. I don't think you know that's not what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. She just kind of ended up doing it, and she's Stuff done it ever since then. You know, but she's done good at it. So, and it's and in the economy, and the, you know, like two thousand eight and nine, that and ten, that was really hard for machine shops, and that was mm -hmm. really that not nobody's very, buying aftermarket no, anything. It was really yeah. hard to do. It was really hard to get through that. At one point, there was just her and Eric at the at the shop. Um, until me and Laura moved back there in 2009 from here and worked there for three years before we moved back here. And at one point there wasn't much going on. And the industry was kind of just in turmoil, you know. There was not a lot of stuff being made over here. It's a lot different now. Like, a lot of stuff is is is, is manufactured in the United States. It's came back a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not mainstream to talk about. But the biggest thing about it now is that the companies that are here that can make stuff are busy because there's... A big Funny. gap where they didn't they didn't train anybody for you know 10 12 years you know I'm afraid we're gonna hit more of that with all kinds of trades yes uh, yeah because when I was in high when I was in high school I went to tech school for tool and die and we had tool and die program we had you know 30 kids in the morning and 40 kids in the afternoon class mm -hmm. and 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 you know four years after I graduated there was 12 kids in the afternoon for for 10 years I mean they weren't training people for these kind of jobs and that's the, that's the thing you see about manufacturing jobs now. There's like everyone's everyone's hiring, but you don't have people coming in that are qualified enough to do the job because that you know for a while they're like, hey, there's no jobs. Don't learn how to do that shit. 
because you're not going to get a job in it. Go then to when college. It comes, yeah, go to yeah. college. And then when it comes back, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. We don't got nobody for this. Well, I when I was 16 or something, I was real, real into cars, muscle cars, Jeeps, whatever. And, um, and I brought up the idea to my folks about trade school or to the family. I don't actually, I don't know if it was my folks or my sisters, uh, but somebody told me that's what the poor kids do. You're going to college, like dad's already got a college fund for you. Right. So you don't need to do that. And I just kind of like, was like, well, okay. I didn't press it or whatever. Um, but it's kind of a ridiculous thing to say because right. guess what? You can still go to college after doing trade school. Like if you do it, you know, the high school program, you take the bus for half the day to the training center or whatever right. and uh, learn to weld, learn to work on engines, whatever. But uh, no, that wasn't, that wasn't what, it, you know. That wasn't what I was going to do. In my town, it was, you know, upper middle class suburbs and it's just like it was looked down upon to go into the trades. Right. Like the, you know, guidance counselors wouldn't recommend it. You know, right. It's, it's kind of bullshit, man. Yeah, no, it, um, it turned into like, yeah, you don't want to do that. But yeah. at the end of the day, that job, those jobs still need done. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's not for everybody because like in the, in the tool and die, like the tool and die classes in tech school were like the uppity ones because you got to be pretty intelligent and mm -hmm. mechanical to be mm -hmm. able to be a tool and die guy yeah. and uh, you had a lot of kids that came in and they would make it you know six weeks and then they would transfer to something else because they're like I can't do this mm -hmm. but you, you, those jobs are they don't you know like those, that stuff is still around and now it's more than it, than it was before and it's hard to, to hire somebody then you're like have you ever done any of this well no you know mm -hmm. I've not done nothing yeah you know? That's a little bit of a problem, but yeah, I've always I was always mechanical. Like you know, I raced go karts when I was a kid, and and I come from a family that um, you know is truck drivers and machine shops, and we always worked on stuff. I've just been like a motorhead my whole life, so mm -hmm. that I didn't really, you know, yeah, I was mischievous. I think my high school wanted me out of there and to go to tech school. You know, yeah. like Get I graduated, I graduated. <laughs> I was on co op early, and I graduated it. Like towards the top of my class and the and the tech school shit, I, I but I was ahead of everybody because I grew up in a kind of a machine shop my whole life, and yeah. and my uncles and everybody had helped me, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then in high school, I graduated at the bottom of the class, and my, I remember my guidance counselor going, you know, I don't understand why you can be so good at the hardest thing in tech and you're the worst thing in high school. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. Shit. I don't need this shit. Like, well, I, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. This is not me, and I, this is not going to hinder me from being anything different in life that I don't need to know what the dangling participle is, you know? It's a joke I say, but I've never used one since I got out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Um, there's a joke. I don't know if you maybe pick up on this from meme culture and shit, but, uh, you know, a lot of the non-normies refer to themselves as autists. Right. And I'm like sitting here thinking like, how old were you when you first realized you were an autist? You know, right. <laughs> it's right. not an artist. That's an autist. autist. Right. And, uh, like I just I luckily was smart enough that I just coasted right right but I never you know my sister was a valid Victorian typical like you know firstborn type shit right I guess according to some people and then I'm the youngest I was just like whatever I gotta do to slide by right fucking not get fucking noticed like I just don't wanna be the kid that like just leave me alone just leave me alone <laughs> like I'll get my shit done whatever um you know, and they treated me like a criminal more than once, even though I never fucking did anything, you know, to deserve right. it and shit. So I just hated fucking public school and that whole, you know, I get it. 
But luckily, you know, even though I just kind of followed the leader as far as what they told me to do, I went to college, found out you could study outdoor recreation. I was like, that's not the worst way to spend four years, you know? So right. me and my friends just, we were the dirtbags of Indiana University fucking right. getting, uh, you know, picking fights with frat boys and shit. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Some people, I guess, can tolerate the grind of that world. I, I can't. Me neither. I, 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 am, <laughs> I am anti-authority, and I don't like yeah. uh, I don't like being told what to do, especially if I don't think that it... My ma, my mother, and I, she's had a hard... I'm, I imagine I was a hard kid to raise because she has always said that. She's like, you're the most stubborn human being I've ever met. If I think I can do yeah. something, I'll do it. Yeah. And if it costs me my life, I will figure it out, right? Yeah. And I just don't... You know, like, she was a she was a, a teacher, so she saw from me, she knew that she was like, man, not all kids are meant to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, not... Like, you know, there's not... Like, some... And that's, and that's a real... That's a whole other topic, but the problem... With the education system is it's like real cookie cutter. It's like this is how you do this. This is what you do. This is how you do this. Some of us are not in that mold. Were they you know, doping? They don't. Were they doping you up with Adderall back then? Or no, no. I, w- I wish I had that. You know, <laughs> as an adult, you need it, right? I needed it as a kid. Yeah. But you know, you don't. Uh, I, I just in college. I knew like I knew college wasn't going to be my jam. I'm like, I'm not yeah. doing this. There's no way. There's. Yeah. A, I could barely get out of high school without the cops showing up. I guarantee I would have dropped out. I was kind of miserable the first couple semesters till I like found my people or whatever. Yeah, I didn't even know that's a thing, and that would be something that you're like, okay. Well, and it was it was outdoor rec, parks, and human ecology, so there was a good basis of science, which I always was into science right. and shit, especially the natural sciences. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, you go to public school long enough, you think you're fucking, you know, something wrong with you for not fitting their mold, and then right. you realize there's there's other types of being good at shit, right? Other right. types of intelligence. Like, at some point, somebody told me about like the eight or nine different types of intelligence, and I looked at them. And it's like, you know, there's like nature intelligence, like just the way things work. Like, right. mechanical intelligence falls under that kind of nature intelligence right. shit. Um, being able to look at something and kind of like eyeball it and figure it out, make a plan in your head and execute it, and this and that. Uh, I don't know. I guess. Point being, school fucking sucks. School sucks. School <laughs> yeah, sucks. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, having a kid now that's seven, I yeah. I understand how I am. Like, you know, I can I can look at something mechanical and I kind of pretty much process it or tear it apart or build it inside my head before it ever comes out to, to anything mm-hmm. in real life, you know? And, and I don't know how you figure out if someone has that. I hope he does. But the thing about that is, is that the way that his schooling is going and... The, and the way things are now, that that's not what they don't want. Like the system doesn't want that. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. You know, it's not like a, it's not built for those kind of people. You know, yeah. and I don't know. You know, like there's all kinds of conversations about how AI and stuff will help education, and you know, that's part of it. Is an interesting deal because if you if you think about it from that standpoint, you know, you we've been stuck in books our whole life, right? And, and how this is how this is the curriculum and this is your grade and this is how you're good and this is how you're not. The way technology's come in the last five years, it might change that by the time he's a teenager to where you figure out, well, you know, he's not good at that, but you're good at this, you know? Yeah. And then, and I think back in the day, you know, um, I think school counselors and stuff were like, if you had like a muscle car, you had like a Chevelle, like in the 80s and shit, they knew that you were going to do something else and it was okay. Mm-hmm. And when we grew up, 
it was more like, no, this is what you're gonna do, and this is this is not. And I just was like, I bucked the system as much as I could. Yeah. And my 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 twelfth grade English teacher was an awesome teacher. Mr. Pistachio Bist- was his name. <laughs> that's, and, good. Um, that's a good name. Yeah. And uh, he at the final, I was gonna flunk, and I was gonna and and I needed to pass this to graduate because, like I said, I was at the bar. I, I just didn't care. I did what the minimum I could. And we had to write an um an essay on Moby Dick. And so he told me, he's like, just read the fucking book. Just yeah. go, take the book, just go home, read the book. Yeah. And I'm like, what about writing? He goes, just read the book. That's all I'm asking you to do. So I read the book, and uh, and one day the class leaves, and he's like, stay in here. And I stay in here. He's like, he's like, sit back down. He's like, tell me about Moby Dick. Oral. We'll do an oral and I'm like, essay. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, man, I didn't. I go, when am I going to have? He goes, just shut the fuck up and tell me about Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah. So I tell him about Moby Dick, and he's like, yeah, you passed. And I'm like, like that? And he's like, I know that I know you. Right? Yeah. I knew, I, there's no reason, you need to leave. Uh-huh. Like, you need to get, you need to go to be able to, he said, to, to be able to fly, right? He, he couldn't be the guy to hold you No, back. he's like, yeah. you, I know who you are, mm-hmm. and I, you have to leave. Mm-hmm. So just tell me what this is. I'm not going to hold you back because you need, because you don't like to write an article. Like, yeah. I know you're not the, be the kind of person that's going to write anything ever again, right? Yeah. So just get this, tell me what this is about, and leave, you know? And I, a good thing I didn't get stuck, because who knows what <sighs> Well, that's a good teacher, and there's fewer and fewer of those types, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all, stick to the program, don't, you know, no, it's like cops, man. They can't, they can't use any uh, discretion anymore, you know? It's, right. Everybody's got to follow the same rules. By the time I was going through, uh, you know, in high school, you could not fight. Or you were canned, you, right? You know, both sides didn't matter the circumstance, didn't matter who threw right. the first punch. Zero tolerance, and like I said, they treated us like criminals. They'd bring the fucking dogs to sniff out our lockers and our cars. Mm-hmm. I didn't even smoke weed at the time. <laughs> it's no wonder I just you know, it's like they right. They kind of gave me an excuse. It's like fuck you, but uh, they searched my car for no reason. It's like y'all can go to hell, and uh, you know, treated me like shit the whole time and. It's like, is this a prison? It's starting to feel more and like more a like a prison. Yeah. 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 The food's garbage. The fucking... Yeah. The system is broken on that. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. It, it really is. It really is. And, you know, you can't base, like, at <laughs> my high school, I don't know what everybody's doing, um, but not much. You know no, what I mean? No, Not much. Yeah. You know, all the people that wear the shit are, I don't know, you know, I don't... Th- you. you my friend back there is still lives there, and he's a he's like, dude, no one, everyone's stuck here doing nothing. whatever. You know, everybody that was nothing, yeah. everybody that was popular, and everybody that was super smart, and all the people that were high up in the class, they they ain't doing shit. You know, no. and there's a couple no. of us dirtbags that are, you know, we ain't doing nothing either except hustling. You know, just working. Yeah, that's it. You know, there's nothing. You know, no thrills to it. Well, you know what I said to Nakota? I said, uh, you know, the difference between a company and a cult, right? So it's a cult when you start getting the you know logo tattooed to your neck. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's like it's funny because it's you know we we've been grow- like this place is a shit show right now because we're like we've never I like to be some not I'm not very good at organization but I like to be when I'm doing when like when we're you know I like things to be moderately organized not a shit show you know like I'm not the person. That's gonna have a clean desk, mm-hmm. but I like everything to be like some like functional, right? Yeah. But we've kept growing so fast, and it's just a constant, constant thing. It's like more people coming in, more shit moving. We're moving shit. We're buying shit. We're 
expanding shit. We're doing construction. It just never fucking stops. And it, it's turned into like a, it's turned into almost a, a disaster, you know. But people do have it tattooed on their body, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm not the only person in here that does that. Yeah. Like yeah. when we did that, I'm like, well, okay, cool. That's interesting. I said Jimmy's the only one that that's reasonable for. Right. <laughs> and no, I'm not the only person. There's four other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. one of them don't even work here, you know. So. I mean, I guess Billy. Does Billy have one? No, Billy okay. doesn't have any tattoos. No, he, he should. None. Yeah, well, he should. He, but. he could. He could. He. I'd say he has the right. Yeah. I don't know, I'm just like, bro, you you just can't ever get fired. like. You right, know. and he got that before he worked here. Dakota did. Seriously? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, oh he, wasn't, he didn't even work here. That's fucking we were just We were in Daytona, and, and, and five of us, four of us got it. And uh, and he's like, I'm going to get it on my neck. I go, that's a fucking bold statement, you know what I mean? And then months goes by, and he his other job, he quit his other job, and he's like, I need something to do. I'm like, well, you know, it is on your neck. So if you, if you want to drive 50 minutes to work, fuck it, you can work here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to move his ass down here. He does. Yeah. yeah. He's stuck in like small town that he grew up in and he hates it up there, you know. Yeah. So Well, to be frank, with the way things are going, I'm looking to get the fuck out of town. Me so, too. Yeah, yeah. And I and I'm we're far enough out that we're kinda by ourselves, but we're right at the cusp of where it gets weird. Yeah. Know? I was scoping a little place like thirty minutes south of Bloomington. Looks like a deal. Um I don't know. Partly, I was like, I've always uh, been tempted just go to the bank, see what you apply or see what you qualify for, blah blah blah. And uh, but I'm like, they hate self-employed motherfuckers. But you know, I'm, th- I'm sitting here thinking, I got like three months worth of pay stubs in my glove box right now. Right, <laughs> right. I might want to put those to use while yeah, I still... have a job right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. hey, you know. But yeah, I mean, the cool thing is, I live in a situation. Almost like this, just much smaller. Right. And it works for the business, and it works for me, and the price is right, and I can't complain too much. Uh, but my bug out gear is ready, dude. Like, right. Shit's whack. Yeah. Shit is whack. <laughs> Shit is very whack. <laughs> yeah, I thought I might be the only crazy person, the the only autist when I came in right. here. I'm like, you know, these are, these, you know, I, I know that bike people are generally switched on, though. Right. Um. But I'm kind of like, keep my head down, let's see what these people are like, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this place, everybody's pretty cool, pretty fucking... I assume uh, you never imposed a vaccine mandate on your people. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. No, that was never in it. That was, that from the get-go, I was like, no, like, nah, never, never. And, uh, and like, when we had our, one of our, our first big bike night we had was the May after, um... After COVID hit, and so it was pretty early it was on. Early, yeah. And, I was and, wondering. I was wondering. And it was a big one, and yeah. and we were getting messages and shit about uh, our masks required, and you know, um, what are you gonna do because the the Marion County is like fifty people only. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. What the fuck? Who's gonna? What are the cops gonna t- come in here and Arrest tell me to shut down? You know. So there's yeah. there's a thousand two fifteen hundred people in here mm-hmm. and um and the cops never showed up then we had one that year in september and it was it was huge and same thing you know like you know if you watch the news here they were like hey and and the harley shops and a couple other companies here did do um uh like not bike nights but like bike days or whatever and they would have like parking spots spaced out and it was like minimum people, you know, like were allowed to be there. And I was just like, you know, fuck you. So what kind of bikers are we? Fellas? Is, like, yeah. What, what is the this? Fuck? You know, yeah. and, and like, it's not about, it's not about really 
even being bikers is about just having, you know, personal freedoms, you know? So yeah. I was like, fuck you. So I did it. And, and some people here were like, that September one was, I mean, there was probably 3,000 people here. The coolest part was that people were walking around and like, this is awesome, dude. You know, they needed something to the do. The first thing I've had. Dude, some people are like, this yeah. is the first thing I've done since March. Yeah. They're like, I, I, we, everyone was like, dude, thanks for having us. We just wanted to get the fuck out of our houses, right? Yeah. And so it turned, that's kind of what kind of blew it off because we were like, you know, the cops ended up showing up and I asked the, the lady that was a cop, I'm like, uh, she's like, we just got called because the neighbor said there was a noise ordinance, but we don't really, you know, it is what it is. And, yeah. and then, and I walked away and, and the guy asked me, he's like, did you ever get a permit? And I'm like, no. He's like, what'd they say? I said, they, what are they going to do? They, they, it's not that, you know, like, how do you not know that that cop's like, fuck this shit too. I'm not asking somebody to pack their, not run their life because they, mm-hmm. the state said we need to have no more than 50 people at, a, at a, an event. That's not, you know, not everybody's an asshole, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. And that's kind of how, I was like, no way. I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know, and then the vaccine become political and then after that if you didn't see what the fuck was going on you're an idiot you're a fucking idiot yeah yeah Yeah. because you know the republicans came out we're like hey we're gonna get this back trump's like i'm gonna get this vaccine done it's gonna be the best vaccine in the world it's gonna be great the fastest the greatest (laughs) thing that's ever happened to us and every republican's like you got to get the vaccine and the democrats are like i don't know i wouldn't take that shit because they did it too fast and everything was bad and then they lose the election and the Democrats get into, into office and they're like, it is fucking mandatory you take this. Yeah. And the Republicans are like, yo, I wouldn't take this shit because we don't know what's in it. It's like, what the fuck just happened here? Not happening. No way. <sighs> yeah. After that, we were, it, it, there was, I, I just even quit paying attention because it was, that's not, that's not happening. And you know, a lot of my friends are, are the same way we are. Mm-hmm. And you didn't, I don't think we really realized, and I don't know if it's in general, like, I don't know. If the country, like, there's a lot of people that are like that, that just have never really had to be like that, and I don't think they really realized they did until this happened. I almost think they made a grave mistake. They woke us all up. They woke, they woke a lot of people up. They were yeah. like, "I just was doing my thing. I didn't give yeah. a fuck about anything in general." Right. And then you did this, and you know, you affected people's lives, and you know, like people are bitter. Yeah, I think a lot of people were ninety percent of the way there before, and, right. and it's like this is this is the last straw. Fuck them; they're not ever gonna get away with this kind of bullshit no. again. No, but and at the same time, we're you know, still a minority, though. Is a yeah, sad thing. Yeah, well, we're a minority and 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 in power, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, are we really? If you look at the mainstream media, it looks like people like us are a minority, but I don't think we are. You're probably right. I don't think I don't think we are. You know, oh, I don't yeah. think. We're the minority. I think they make it seem like we are, but I think it, it's the it's the shit that the agenda they push and the people they that those people support. I think are probably closer to the minority. You know, it's a it could be a big. You know, I, big I guess difference. my my assumption is I think at least sixty or seventy percent of folks just follow the rules. Just follow the rules precisely. They follow the rules. Whatever they go, they're asked they, they to told do. Me. Yep. Yeah. I'm not put. I'm not bucking the system. I don't want to be bothered because they don't want to be responsible for no. anything. Right. right. No. So if they if they don't make a decision, if they do what's asked, you know, hey, nobody can hold it against me. And thank God, it's like if I had worked for some corporation, I, I, I'm sure I wouldn't have been able to handle it. But that's the thing. It's like I wouldn't have been able to handle working for them to begin with. You know. Right. So it's not the kind of person that you, <laughs> you are. But there's a lot of people that I'm, you know, friends with. You know, it's kind of like. You don't want to write off your old friends, but right. a lot of people just like 
didn't want to lose their jobs, and I get that, but it's kind of like pussy, you know? Like, well, you got to stand up for yourself, you know, and if it's important, it's... Well, and I know, I know some folks who just didn't make a stink, but didn't do it. Right. You know, they got an email that said, hey, send us your proof by this date, and they just didn't send it. And they might have gotten one more email saying, hey, we need your proof of vaccination. And they just didn't respond. Right. You know, there's one friend of mine in particular. And it's like, I wonder how many people that you know, took that strategy or. Right. It's because thought, they told a lot of people to, that even, you know? even, and I have some friends that ended up getting it because they wanted to, to do traveling. And mm-hmm. then, you know, then they start, you know, everything kind of opens up and they start to travel. And they're like, yo, what the fuck? They're not even asking for our vax." Wouldn't that piss you off? And, that, and they're like, mm-hmm. dude, and, and it's because I, you know, I have family members and friends that got it too, and there's nothing wrong with them. And then I have family members and or I have friends that got it and have had major, major health situations. Mm-hmm. You know, like the day after having a heart attack, and one guy had a stroke, and like you're, you got to question it. You know, you got to look at it like you know, it is what it is. I don't. I just you, you know, there's everyone's got their opinion on it, and I get it. You know, we, we like. You know, I, I'm not anti-vax. I vaccinated my kid, you know. Mm-hmm. He got all the things. We got vaccinated. My mom, you know, made me and my sister and my wife, Laura, you know, her parents got, everybody got vaccinated. But the first, this one was just like. This one's different. This one smells weird. It smells you know? funny. It's a little fishy. It's yeah. a little fishy. It's like yeah. all of a sudden, you're like, no, we got it under control. What, what we well, did, it was know? just before that even, a lot of it to me, I was just like, this is not jiving with what they're saying. I was out in the world doing my thing, like. I just that's yeah. the political thing yeah. that I pointed out is where it made me pump my brakes because at first I was like well you know if this is that bad you have to get vaccinated you know if they got the right shit they got the right shit and then all of a sudden it started to get a little weird you know and then you're like okay well you know being being the person I am I'm like I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna sit back and watch this just watch it for it didn't take but a couple weeks and I'm all huh yeah yeah and then as you kept watching you're like dude this is odd you know yeah. when something turns political on a Literally, your your health turns political. You have to back out of that. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's no way that your health and your well being should be political. I was grateful not one of my clients asked me. You know, I just whatever. It's, frankly, none of your fucking business. First right. of all, um, I did have clients that were very like uh, cautious. You know, like luckily working in people's backyards. You know, it's like hey. You know, be as cautious as you fucking want. I'm, I'm just out here working in the sunshine. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I'm glad we're kind of getting past the weird fucking paranoia. But, uh, I don't know. It is. It's just. It's astonishing that it even happened. Like it is a clown world. You know, and it's been three years. It's like what? It's still here. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's gone, but it's here. But it. And you know, like I have, I know people that got, got COVID and died. You know, so it's not like I wasn't, you know, I'm not the kind of person that's like, it didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's a very interesting, you know, a very interesting take in general. You know, Craig had a lot of negative things to say about you, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Craig. (laughs) He pled the fifth, actually. He didn't say a word. He probably didn't say a thing. (laughs) He just looked at it all weird and said, I'm going, I'm going. He said, is that a taser? I did a Garth. I'm out. Well, I don't know, man. Fuck it all. 
I'm just glad that like I've made friends with the right types of folks in the last couple of years. Right. And I'm glad I bought a motorcycle when I did because they were some of the only people that were actually socializing like early on in lockdown. I would go ride. It was wild because yeah, you got on and like Sturgis. They did Stur- yeah. everything shut down, but Sturgis rally that year, and everybody was like, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, yeah, they were the only people like. The racing scene stopped, and and car racing stopped, and all these things stopped. And motorcycle people were like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go ride my bike." You know why? Because I'm out by myself. There's well, and there's no authority telling them they can't. Um, it's decent. It's it's everybody's on their own hog, man. There's no right. there's no club here. I mean, there there are clubs, right. obviously, but but here there's no like, organization to this. This is a, every man for himself. We're yeah. making our own choices. Right. So I'd ride to the circle like four or five nights a week just to go like. See people and talk, like because I was getting people were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at least a handful of people would be there, and you know, yeah. They tried to run us off a number of times. You know, they tried to shut down parking. I did a whole episode early on about how they were, you know, trying actively to keep bikers off the circle for the whole summer. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to say it was like the second summer of COVID or whatever, but it's like we can't hang out here no more we we did last last summer when shit was worse but yeah i don't know i was grateful when i came to the first bike night uh it i think it was not it would have been the second mm-hmm. summer of uh lockdown and shit but it was probably the first big event i'd been to in a while and uh I've been salty as fuck because I haven't been able to go see Willie Nelson like I paid to do you know right. like three years ago right. <laughs> so at least it's something and the free beer was nice. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what we did. we just were like, hey, we're gonna throw a party, and and I don't really give a shit about you know uh, whatever WTHR Channel Thirteen says about fifty people max. Where do you even apply for this? I don't even know what this fucking means. And who's gonna mandate it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the, it, we're just gonna do a party for the people. When I asked you that night, I'm like, the cops let this happen, like. Yeah, more or less, you know. They, yeah, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I, I just have a theory that you can't tell 1,500 bikers what to do, period. End right. of story. I mean, right. you just right. can't do it. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like, you know, I've always been the kind of person that's like, you know, if you're, you know, if you're just, why don't you just be a good human being, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no, I, I don't really, you know, think everybody needs to be told what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... When that happened, I'm like, well, you know, even my wife Laura's like, what? What are they going to do to us? Mm-hmm. Let's just, you know, the people are like dying to do something, you know. Mm-hmm. So we just thought, hey, this is the way to, you know, get everybody together. And I think it really helped it in the city. Like in the people that come from out of town, they were like, they come here because HBI. But the people in the city are like, fuck yeah, free beer, and we had something to do when we couldn't do nothing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's was important. Was that you know? was the first bike night, like? Post-COVID? Or did you... No, no, we had a couple before that. Um, The first one started as, like, Billy cooked hot dogs and cheeseburgers on the grill, and we had a cooler full of beer, and there was, like, 15 people there. Sure. And then the next one, there was, like, 50 people there, right? And then we moved across the street, and the first one we had, there was, you know, two, two, three hundred. It was like, holy shit. Now there's, like, the last one here, there was probably... Dude, there was probably four to five thousand people here. It was fucking insane. Yeah, it's become crazy. You know, people are driving. People are showing this guy shows up and he's got plates on it, his bike from uh, Utah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, man. I always wanted to. I always wanted to come to this bike night. It looks wild, and 
I don't know. I just got on my bike and left. I'm like, holy fuck, that's you like... You just rode 30 hours? Yeah, dude? like... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. For a four-hour party. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. It, it, you know, it just... It, it's become a party that has no rules, right? Yep. And you know? and no rules doesn't mean anything bad's going to happen. Right. Well, there might be one rule. Don't be a fucking moron. Right. Yeah. Like the guy with the Mustang that took the telephone pull out. Right. You right. know, that right. guy, I asked him to leave an hour before that, and then he pulls his car back out and does it again, and then crashes into the into the telephone pole, which honestly wasn't a bad deal, because when he hit the telephone pole, it was at 9.05. The party's over at 9, right? Mm-hmm. Technically. He hits the pole at 9.05, and everybody bails. <laughs> Just... I'm out. Everybody's like dropping their beers <laughs> yeah. and getting on their bikes and pulling out. I'm like, yeah. this is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, we didn't even have to tell anybody to leave. And the cops show up and they're like, do you know this guy? I'm like, no. All I know is that the people told me he hit the pole, got out of his car, ran down the road. Someone picked him up in a truck and he left. So he ditched the car. He ditched the car. Yeah. And the cop's like, this guy's a fucking idiot on yeah. his new cars. There's like VIN numbers on every panel on the car. Like, like we don't know who the fuck this guy is, right? Yeah. yeah. So they just, they just picked the car up and towed it out and they 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 was like no big deal well folks i apologize the batteries ran out but you didn't miss too much um me and jimmy talked a little while longer before i realized that my batteries were dead And it's funny because we got talking about how he sells a lot of t-shirts. And how a lot of people buy his shit even if they don't have a bike. And how he supposes that if people believe in what you're doing because of the quality, they will support it. One way or another. So. I'm going to have him on again. And I hope that. I'll be able to get more of the story of HPI. Because I'm interested in hearing how. A company grows and it's a cool company I'm grateful that I got to work for him and I wish my batteries hadn't died because Jimmy did have some some shit to say as I figured he would And I suppose I'll just leave it at that with the hope that I'll get him to say it the next time. I got more questions. And I think he, uh, (laughs) I think he fits the vibe of easy peasy. So with that, if you would like to support this show, please go to easypeasygardens.com slash donate. Thanks for listening.